I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This is Garen Swing. You're listening to Rebel Radio. Fuck you, Josh. What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh? Rebel Radio is going down. What do you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the Rebels who are shaping our culture. I'm your host, Josh Levine. This week, we're back with our Artwork Rebels series in partnership with Gorilla One and co-hosted by my man, Eddie Donaldson. If you're buying art for yourself, your home, your office, your business, your brand, whatever, your hotel, hit up Eddie, find Gorilla One online or hit me up and I'll connect you. Eddie is your connection to all things street art and art, period. Uh, we, we dig in today with Garen Swing, super talented artist. Um, he's got this crazy uh, Ganesh, Eastern-influenced uh, meets street art. Really cool style going. And Garen is the, the interior designer for so many of LA's great nightlife establishments. Uh, we have a really fun conversation. We shot it. Uh, on site at um, now I'm going to forget the name of the shop downtown forgive me I'll post it in the show notes Um, but uh, lots of amazing stories you know really digging into the connection between street art and interior design and high and low culture Um, and Garen has he's he spent a lot of time in the celebrity culture around LA and kind of talks about the ins and outs of that and, and what it's meant for him and his career and what it's meant for our culture overall. Really fun. I'm excited to share it with you. Let's get into it now with Garen Swing. Yeah, man. Well, I'm excited to talk to you guys. Uh, Thank you for having us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love the stuff you're doing. I'm, I'm, I want to talk about how we got here and where we're going and, and all that stuff. Um, how, how do you guys know each other? How don't we know each other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me and Garen met probably 1988, 89, 90, something like that. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, Eddie was around and we are around and, and, and I don't know the actual, you know, because I don't think it was an actual intro. That, sure. You know what I mean? It was yeah, like, yeah, hey, of course. Eddie, you know, yep. but because all of a sudden we're just in the same group. Just we're everywhere. Saying, you know, and yeah. Eddie's there. And, and, and you know, and, Growing up in Los Angeles, you know, it's besides it being clicky, it's it's a melting pot, mm-hmm. you know. And especially someone like myself, I have no shame shame in my game. I mean, there's one day where I probably was break dancing, and then the next day I'm like modeling, right? And then the next day I'm like skating. Yeah. So so you know th- th- we have a very sure. diverse culture, and you know, and I think Eddie's very mixed up in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, one hundred percent. You know, for so sure. so you know, and and, and uh, you know, a lot of people raz, you know, Eddie about that you know in a funny sense you know yeah. you know but i think that's that, for that, a lot of us that's like a whole way of being right and like well, you I said LA, LA culture la is kind of built for that yeah i think it's la culture if, you're, if you're from la and and 
you know, and, and you're in the LA scene and and you didn't weren't into hip hop or and 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 I mean even just take it back back a step. Like if you weren't even in a new wave or some stuff when you're high school even, you're lying. You know what I mean? Because see, we're, 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 the way I was brought up is is you know I, I was born in Beverly Hills. Okay. And and my parents are designers and third generation designers. A little bit about myself. And and at the time, uh, I guess you'd say is is. Yeah, from junior high and elementary, you know, preppy was in. Yeah, you know, lacoste. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, and yep. well, yeah, exactly. That was so in. You know, and and and, 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 and it was <laughs> in, in, you know, in a way that. So when your parents, like, you know, these are like quality problems. Like poor me, you know, we take this place mm-hmm. in Westwood. It was called Ed Eats. Okay, and, and and it was like they had like a big sale. Okay, and, and my I remember my dad going there, and, and he would buy me a pink. What cost? Uh-huh. And then like some plaid, pink and blue, you uh-huh. know, some of the colors I have now, sure. you know, shorts maybe match, you know, maybe a pair of Vans. And that was really in. And for me personally, that's not who I wanted to be at all. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and I'd see people that I want to be. Like I want to be with, and it's not that I want to be them. I want to, it was my culture is mm-hmm. really what it is. Like, mm-hmm. like surfing, skating, you know, musically. You know, if you had a concert t-shirt, in junior high, I went to public school. You know, mm-hmm. so so uh, if, if you had a concert shirt, that was like you were kind of like a main man, right? Like like yeah, you know, for or, sure. Or even like a, a, a town and country surf shirt, like there's certain stuff that wasn't available. And that yep. same thing with with culture of shoes and whatnot. You know, so when I went to, to public school for the first time, I got busted immediately, and then it was all black school. Yeah, and you know, it's definitely like the you either join or beat them type situation. You know, I saw fist fight for the first time, all this stuff, and. And, and I just loved the whole cor- culture. I mean, it was mm-hmm. dancing, music, you know, and, and you know, and you hear a lot about this, and, you know, in a sense, like you gotta pick a lane, mm-hmm. you know? Like I wasn't I a mean, rapper, it, I wasn't a sure. gangster, I wasn't a, a gang, you know, and for me, dancing and uh, dancing and, and art, you know? So I was drawing so in what, 85, so things, you know? Do you remember the, the sort of the spark? You said you grew up, your, your parents were, Artists and design of, of art for you. When did? Oh, immediately. Yeah. So, <clears throat> because I, I did go to a nice school, mm-hmm. um, uh, and a, a you know expensive private school, uh, my art was sent to the White House in oh, fourth wow. grade. Okay. Yeah, for display. Nice. And I think because you know, I, I look back. Fourth on grade. Now, that's Reagan. No, prior to. Well, oh. I don't know. I met Reagan. Oh, you know what? It might have been, yeah, because I met Reagan from, because, yeah, because that, I was hanging around a, a real white collar situation going <laughs> to Buckley because I also uh, had a friend and his parents took us to the Ber- like Beverly Hills Hotel or something and Reagan had a whole like sure. thing there and I remember shaking his hand. So, yeah, I shook Reagan's <laughs> hand. I remember being a kid, like, nice. being like front, like, going, like, hi. But I don't think he was president at the time. Okay. I, I believe, I just, my it, it just, yeah, I don't think he was president one, at the time. One thing about stuff. with Garen is your dad was an artist. Yeah, I mean, my, my father, I mean, like I said, I was third generation designer, so my yep. father, my mother, my mother decorated Michael Jackson's house. Oh, wow. So, so you know, when you talk about like the culture, and, and my mom, which is even funnier, and I wish I knew the names, but I didn't know this until actually recently. My, my mother predominantly um, designed, um, Black entertainers. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know because what happens? You know, it's just like LA for me. Like, sure. why am I in the rock and roll business? Like, of course. Why am I on every rock star's house there is and whatnot? And, and so when she, I guess she did the Mike, Mike the Jacksons home because um, they were so involved in the industry. I guess they, she did like their manager's yeah, home. Else. And, yeah, and it just it just came. Yeah, in. it's just a network. Yeah, people, it just yeah. came in. and that's my story too. I mean, there's no shame in. It. I mean, starting off with Eddie and and Danny Boy and and being in in this culture of L.A. and I worked at this place called the Living Room and mm-hmm. just work and Drew Barrymore worked there. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like, it's like you know, and, and that's where Stussy is, like first and and, yeah. and La Brea. Yep. And, yep. and so I worked there when I was like 17, 18, maybe. Wow. You know, and so I was catapulted into that, like right in the heart of, of the What A-list. was the living room? That was Robert Cass's uh, joint. It was like it was a, a coffee bar. shop. It was a, no, no, it was a bar. It was, it was an actual coffee oh, shop. Okay. Yeah, first. I think I remember. Okay, I so this is this is this mm-hmm. is great, like 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 history for me, and I think just in general, like the nuance of it. Yeah, there was no Starbucks. Right. Yeah. There was a place on Beverly 
and I want to play this called like jazz or, or Java or something. So Insomnia, and, there was Insomnia. Well, like, the same location as yep. Insomnia. I did yep, yep, Insomnia yep. also. Oh, you did? For uh, John Dunn. Okay. Yeah, I did the one in the Valley. I did yeah, yeah. Whole, that's a yep. whole thing. So, but prior to that place, but yeah, it's the same location. And inside, it was similar how they had Insomnia. It was all white. Mm-hmm. And then they had these cappuccinos or, or happy lattes that were in this white, uh, clear glass. And they would make them. And mm-hmm. I remember going to Paul Gelinas and, and Brian as, because we were going to clubs when we were 15. Sure. You know, and, and so we, after this club scene, or like going to Cat House, yep. you know, and whatnot, yep. we would go to this place. And I remember being completely, I go to any hot club there is. Not think twice about walking in the front door, taking a bottle from Axel Rose. But this place scared the fucking shit out of me. It was like an art, it was like an art museum. Okay. And when you walked in there, people just were like, Hey, and you, and you just get a cup of coffee. You yeah. know, it was so, everyone in there wearing black and so chic <laughs> and drinking coffee. And it was so queer to me, like yeah. going there getting these $10 things. And I heard come there one night and and we like ordered a, a, a drink and we drank our little drink. And I remember having hot chocolate. It was like a hot chocolate and coffee. It was so it's different. And I wasn't making a coffee. I drank my thing and I ran out and I remember running out with the fucking tip jar. They <laughs> 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 had a big tip jar of cash. And I remember like, Amazing. Like Damiano's yeah. back in the day. Like, you hungry for pizza? Like, go to Damiano's. You just run sure. out the whole pan, you know, run down Fairfax with the whole pan, like, wasted. But, uh, That's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, and so Robert Cass opened up this, this uh, the first, like, Italian coffee shop. And it had mm-hmm. espressos, panini makers, and he did it all gold and maroon, which at the time was, like, the hottest thing. And, and I, he asked if I wanted a job there, and I helped with doing, like, full finishing. And that kind of sparked off my whole career in a sense of, of the, the professional side of my career. So does that, is it, you know, it sounds like arts part of your life yeah. from all, day one. Yeah, I mean, all I did is go to art school. Is there a moment when it becomes a career? Was it that or was there was yeah, there like there's, a decision? It's actually a funny moment that actually has to do, like, I mean, more or less with Eddie in a sense. We're 20 years old. I got back from Europe. I was doing something like this modeling job that I did for a free trip or whatever, but it, you know, and when I got back, I had nowhere to stay. And I can't stay with my parents for a minute, and that didn't work out. And then I was living with Danny Boy and Eric, and they were living in a one-bedroom apartment, which I saw Leor the other day, and I thought Leor's parents owned the building. Mm. It turns out it was Josh Abraham's parents owned okay. the building. Okay. So at the time, I thought House of Pain was a gang mm-hmm. because we all hung out together, and sure. we talked about rapping or whatever, music, but that's just our lifestyle. It wasn't like, you know, I didn't really think of it as like, musically like I never thought ever once it would be uh, uh, yeah I mean it's just a side thing we, we, we had our real hustles going on you know sure. what I mean like, it was never like a, to me it wasn't real yeah you know I mean I'll never forget Danny boy coming home and I believe he had a big wad of cash on him too he goes dude we just got signed and I was like what he's like we got signed we're going on tour and for me at the time I thought dude we go out every night and fight <laughs> We fight every night. Yeah. Like we go out and we're drinking and bumping and someone's yelling, what? It's House of Pain. Like boom. And someone's getting punched and we're yelling House of Pain like it's a gang. And it's our crew. It's our fucking, this right. is like our boys. Like it's, it wasn't even, I never thought of it as a rap band or, mm-hmm. or anything. It was just our crew, you know, mm-hmm. like El Diablo. Like just who we were, you know. And I didn't know rules of, of motorcycle clubs. I didn't know. There, I didn't know anything. We're 20. Sure. We're hanging out with Vagos and Hells Angels and doing shit that I probably am surprised I didn't get my ass like beat. You know, I just go to the Booyah tribe and bounce, like bounce mm-hmm. them in the belly. I walk over to them like, what's up, dude? Boom. And I bounce out like in their belly, like just a drunk, skinny 20-year-old. Like, I can't believe they just pulled me aside with my ass. Like, you know, take your lens and respect. Sure. But the fact of the matter is, I was like, no, I'm starting a full finish business. I'm starting an art business. Okay. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm starting this business where I'm going to start a business doing decorative painting. And he's like, and, he, and Danny like called me out. He's like, dude, he's like, any monkey can sponge. And he pulled out this water can. He's like, this is real money, you know? And I thank him for that. Because I'm the kind of guy, and I didn't realize this until especially recently, like, bring it. I accept your challenge. Mm. You know? I was start crying. I didn't think about it. Because... That's what it's like for me. It's about like art, street art, all of it. Yeah, it's battling. It's mm-hmm. it's like I'll show you. Sure. You know? Every time I've done some art in a crazy way, like 
oh yeah, like let's do this. Yeah, no, like no. let's fucking do this. Like you say I'm fucking this or that or like that. And then the crazy part is no one's really saying it. It's like crazy, right. you know, but in I my mean, mind, you know, it's like that's that's what it's been since day one. My parents told me it couldn't be an artist. My like you're like, oh, that's great, but you know, what are you gonna do when you grow up? And and I I've won awards in junior high for student film festivals, two of them. Um, so many accolades and awards. It's it's really. It, I mean, if I went down my resume and I really stop and think about anything, it's, it's my career is heavy. I mean, art directing sure. to. I mean, you name the spectrum. If it has yeah. to do with color or paint, I'm like punching at it. I mean, you it's know? so interesting. Uh, we talk about this all the time. How you know graffiti, hip hop in particular, they're competitive arts. Right, and it's different than rock and roll. It's different than fine art. Obviously, business is competitive. Period. I I, I, I have to, to to argue that. Come I on. think because I'm good friends with other artists uh, musically, I get the DMs or not DMs. Yeah, I did. Well, now it's a, you know the the sending. You know, not but because they are battling. Look what so and so did. Da da da. It's, yeah. it's not like the same because, but it is kind of it's. Because there's no one's actually coming at me. No okay. one's coming at me okay. like hard. It's not like we're, we're – because I'm not that kind of graffiti artist. I'll be clear. I'm not in the street crossing off or fighting over turf or disrespect of mine or this. Right. It's more of an underlying, like, situation. Is it, though? Yes, you know, it's because there's nothing out in the open. Right. We, we I'm not talking about you specifically. Because if it was out in the open, it'd be handled. It'd be, sure. it, would be, it would be a different conversation. Well, look, mm-hmm. first, yeah. first of all, I think all of creativity is competitive on some level, and all of no. business is competitive. No question about that, right? I think my, uh, my take on it is that within graffiti, street art, hip hop. Yeah, hip hop. That's what's really for Culturally. That competition is more overt, yeah. right? Yes. Battling is part yeah, well, of the culture. Let's break it down let's in a way it. that it that you know. Yeah. I'm I'm sure artists well, like since the first and, and, and since and there were two artists. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, it, I got it. I got it. I got it. The graffiti, hip hop, and graffiti are the only two artistic expressions that I know where there's open battles. Right, 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 battles. exactly. Right, right. We That's what I'm to, saying, right? And it's part of Belmont. the culture. We go to yes. Belmont, we battle yes. the crew. Stand Great dancers have right. battles. And we're right. going to meet on the corner and we're going to battle. Right. I don't see fine artists saying, I'm going to meet you right. on Melrose and we're going to battle. <laughs> and I also don't see Axl Rose saying, bring your guitar down the freaking, or Dave Navarro. Right, right. We're going to battle at the right. at the museum today. Right. You know, it just doesn't happen. So, so, so Josh is right to a but, certain extent. But I think, and, and, I, and I, I get what you're yeah, saying too. Yeah. Absolutely, it's, it's 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 just done in a different way, you know, in a more underlying like, huh? Sure, you know, yeah, like, of course, <laughs> of course. But I think that's you part of the, the party. You know, it's just, I mean, it's saying the same thing in a different language. I think that's part yeah. of the success of the genre of the of the art form, right? Is that is that like aggressive competition, that right? That's where the reason why in in forty years. Hip hop and graffiti has infiltrated every aspect of, it, it, of society. I mean, frankly, I mean, just Black History is—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's really nice that that it's being brought up to the general public and everyone's woke and all. But the reality of culture, from dance to sure. clothing to music, and art—it is so much of our culture that we, that it's just—it's so ingrained. We we don't even realize it. And because, um, you know, and then, you know, and, and this isn't any way my, my objective at all. But, yeah, of course, the corporations and mm-hmm. buy it and, and, you know, and, and sell it back to, to, you know, America. That's just business. I mean, if the more majority they're saying to is, you know, you know, rich white kids, well, that's the fucking market. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's, 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 you know, but, but to give respect to, to all of everything that I am into hundred percent. Of course. You know, I'm not into to country music and right. something where I can look back and go, well, you know, the history of country music and what I'm about and the white folk or nothing like that. For me personally, I can't, I couldn't even hop on. I'm not, I don't even like, you know, I can't yeah. even. Culturally, so, so uh, you know, to me, there's something really interesting. I think your art is, or your, your career really kind of embodies the sort of relationship between high and low, between the streets and luxury yeah. Right. Where you kind of play. I mean, a lot of, you know, we talk about this all the time. Right. That 
a lot of the artists we grew up with yeah. are now, you know, have pieces in museums and yeah, are, yeah. et cetera. But I think your career even more so, right? Because you're yeah. designing restaurants yeah, I, and hotels really, and luxury yeah. environments. Yeah. I, I'm very like blessed to be able to say like, oh yeah, like, no, like a gallery aspect of it, you know, quarter million dollar piece hanging in, in the entry of a hotel. Sure. You know, and, and, and to have something like that, or, I mean, I, it's funny, I, I have like, uh, I don't know, I want to say it's a $175,000 piece in a crate in the Hard Rock, because they just buy so much, yeah, yeah. like like crazy money, that, that one piece is hanging and the other person just crated with, a, who knows, with a Noah's Ark of art, right. they just buy and purchase. So there's one part where it's like, oh, that's what I do for a living. You know, and there's another part where I want to share my art. You of know, course. Share yeah. things and, and get out there. And, and, and ultra culturally, too, I, I want to be able to get out to the masses and let people enjoy it. You know, I, I think there's a, you know, it, just the art in general is, is, is a very, uh, that's a, obviously it's a show, you know, about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's I, want, I want to say that it's a very hard business because there's so many talented artists out in the world, like beyond. And there's so many good businessmen. Mm -hmm. And to get, the, to put this together in some way is a very complicated, uh, you know, formula to get your work out there and, and whatnot. And, so and we so have this conversation a what's lot. What's the formula? To be a good artist, obviously. And you don't have to be a good artist, actually. <laughs> no, if I'm really gonna like put it out there, okay. you need to have, to be able to produce, sell and, and run a business. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have these formulas and consistency, time, it's a guaranteed success. And, and it's because a lot of people put in time and they'll put enough time and then they change it. And it. For me personally, I have this theory that I've come up with that everything in life is four to seven years. So okay. it, it goes across the board. If you put your time into something for four years, that's great. But seven years, you become what's called a journeyman. Mm -hmm. You've like kind of got your trade down. Mm -hmm. You're not a master, but you, you understand your trade. I don't care mm -hmm. if it's sewing, surfing, whatever. It's consistently doing something. Like an athlete, you know? If you look at it with school, it's the same thing. You want to be a doctor, seven years. You want to go to college, four years. But every time you stop something, you have to start back to beginning again. Right. I don't care what it is. You could be a bartender for 10 years and you start and you want to be a cook. Guess what? Day one, I'm so, a cook. So how does that play out in your so career? So for me, I've consistently been doing the same thing for 30 years. Mm -hmm. With that being said, I've tried to stay really focused because it's easy to get unfocused, especially um, the kind of artist that I am in the sense that I, I, I have a, I want to say very well-rounded. So, so being well-rounded, like example, I, I was asked to be in an art show uh, a couple nights ago, I think it was last night, and, and uh, a bunch of other artists, I know they're in it, and the idea is that a, an artist takes her photography, and then the artist that she has chose for the show does the, her, their interpretation of the cool. photography. And I look at it, and she sent a couple other references and stuff, and I thought, huh, what do I want to do? You know, and, and the idea is I thought, oh, I'm just gonna just do like a realistic painting just to fuck with everybody. Like just go and just do it and like, boom, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I feel that I'm that talented. Yeah. And I thought, well, what am I doing that for? Ego, da 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 da. But the point is, is that's a decision that sometimes I have to make to stay focused. Because if I start, it's like a jack of all trades, master of none. You know, like if you mm -hmm. start getting mm -hmm. too unfocused and doing all these things, I'm soon doing portraits and mm -hmm. soon doing this. You know, someone hit me up the other day and saying about my silk screen. And they said, oh, is that hand painted? And I said, oh, it's hand pulled. And they said, you know, like I said, pussy. And, 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 I, and I'm like, it's because they know I can do it. They know I can hand paint it. They know sure. I can airbrush it. They know that, that I can do other things, but I'm trying to stay, stay consistent towards the style and trade of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I believe comes success. You know? Yeah, I get it. I also think, you know, I would assume you also need sometimes that 100%. diversion, right? You need to 100%. go do something that's fun. Yeah. yeah. To I mean, be able to do yeah. all the other stuff. I'm one of those guys that walks, you know, and I really, really resonated last night that, that I walk away from confrontation, mm -hmm. not because I'm a pussy, because I'm kind of like the opposite. I have to walk away from situations because 
I, I'm scared mm-hmm. of, uh, and, and, and it's a fight or flight for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared of my actions or what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that just sometimes you, you just walk away. You have 24 hours. And, and, and it's funny because I don't think I have anger issues or, 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 or violent or anything crazy. But, you know, what I think and what I say are two different things. And, I, and I've learned that, you know what, just these are just like to walk away, you know, in situations. So a lot of times, you know, I, I get in these situations where, where I'm people pleasing or, or hot dogging. And then also I'm, I'm like, you know what, I have to walk away from this situation, you know. And, and yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, that's a hard thing to do, too. You know, I don't burn bridges. I'm not, I, I fucking follow through on everything. I'll take a hit before I, sure. you know, because, well, I mean, in L.A., you're only as good as your last, you know, is a your last advance yeah you know yeah. i'm sure you know even on tour yeah you can be on tour the whole tour be the number one fucking dog man the, the best the best fucking manager whatever your title is and you miss the bus on mm-hmm. the last day <laughs> they'll remember you for the rest of the fucking your career that guy right. the guy that, that we had to like turn the bus around the guy that we had to fly out because he fucking forgot the microphone like whole whole european tour number one <laughs> Last day right. you missed the bus because you're hungover. Yeah. Everyone's gonna remember you the rest of life being a hungover guy who fucked the whole tour up. You know? Yeah. And and so I know that. And I know that I so I'm always as good as my last advance. So I follow through on everything and, and I always and I'm like an athlete, I give it number one. I, I try to give a hundred percent. I mean I, that's such a great life lesson, right? Like you know, you can you can be so great at so many things and the one little thing can trip you up, right? And so I always look at that like, what, what do I want people to remember at the end of this? Well, that's hence, hence yeah. where I am right now. Okay, uh, tap chat, left Cool. All right, we got about 30 minutes. Okay, yeah, that, uh, so, so on that note, that's, that's where I change my career. And, and Eddie, you know, like I said, I, I, I give a lot of shine on that is, uh, you know, in around 2010, 11 maybe, you know, I, I did a little art piece. You know, I had the stencil for 30 years that mm-hmm. I've been doing. Yeah, which, which, let's talk about yeah. that for a second. Yeah. So, so that's you, a good story. I have an old black male with a bad memory, right? And that's been my line for 10 years. He posted this stencil of this Ganesh, and I had the spiritual art gallery. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, you should be a street artist. Come do a stencil. Where, where'd you make that up? And he's like, dude, this was from the opium den. And I'm like, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, you did what? You designed the opium den? Which I had no recollection of at all when wow. I was probably stopped by while he was doing it. And he came and did a stencil mm-hmm. on the sidewalk in front of the gallery. And the next thing you know, he's like Whoa. building half no, oh concrete my God, pieces. My, oh, my God. Full circle. Oh. It didn't even like put two and two together. In 95, I did this opium den for, for Brent Bolton. Mm-hmm. It might have been before that, 90, but it was around that time. And I remember 95 is because I did not I did the whole place, like how I did the front here. Yeah. I did the whole beam down. Yeah. Like the inside, you walk in, had all this so, kind so, of, uh, like this whole stencil vibe. Like, here's what I do now. So the full circle is. It, I did the whole opium down. When you walked in, it was all like stencils and yeah. wall washing. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Exactly yeah. what I did out front. A little different colors, reds mm-hmm. and greens and stuff. Same, same exact thing. And I did an art show inside with all my art. Same style that I do now, but just not as... Uh, not the palette was mm-hmm. wasn't uh, pastels, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and so it's just ironic that that I just thought actually, yes, I did this art show then there and all these Great. pieces there. And the next thing you out. know, Garen's building faux concrete pieces with the Ganesh. Yeah, Slash yeah. is in the gallery yeah. taking photos. Wait, oh, here, wait. This is this is this is. I'm gonna talk about this and this at the same time. You have two okay. things going on. You said how your life can change in, in a second. Yeah. For your last advance, that's a big social media thing right now, and that's sure. a big nuance too of '95, with like when I worked with Tommy and Pam and all this stuff. That back then there was no social media, right? So you were only as good as when Eddie would say, "This is Garen, an artist." So right. my whole life, I was introduced as this Garen, an artist. This is yo, he's, he's, he's art. He's an artist. That's how you rolled back then. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that you introduced and someone mm-hmm. maybe say what your titles, what you're good at. This guy, this guy, da da da. da. So here we are, cut back to Eddie in 2010. He says, dude, what is this? What would what, you just post up? I'm like, oh, it's da 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 Well, he goes, come down tomorrow night. We're doing Fame Fest. And it, they had all these food trucks. That was very innovative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 10 years ago, the yeah. food truck thing was not popping. Right. It was, it but just wasn't. Started. I mean, yeah, it not just, just started. Yeah, not like now. Well, I look this way. If you look at LA and Los Angeles being the pinnacle of like the new, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. You know? LA, we don't realize they were like, oh, food trucks. 
No, if it started here in Melrose 10 years ago, that was the scene starting, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah so, so it was so the beginning. So what I'm saying is like at this time, this was the newest thing of this food truck craze. There's three or four from the front. Yep. And he's like, come down. I'm like, what? Like, what? He's like, dude, bring what you got. I brought. I just took a bucket, put my stencil, threw a couple cans in there, a couple rattle cans, showed up. And I'm like, I'm here. He's like, where do you want me to hit? He goes, right here on the sidewalk. And I just did it right there on Melrose on the sidewalk, so I do my thing. And this is in about 2012 at the time when I actually, and, and Instagram just came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember having the first hashtags. They'd be like Melrose, Ganache, like, you know, there was, cause you'd see, you'd say like, you'd put in there, it'd be like one picture. Sure. And it was so fresh, you know, yeah. at yeah. the time. Yeah. But I will say it went viral. It went viral. It, I could see people tagging me almost more than today. Yeah. In a weird, funny well, way. Well, that's cause it was exciting. It, yeah, it was it new. Went, it yeah, went it was so new. viral. Sure. And I remember like seeing people tagging my arm. Then we did a whole campaign, but, but at that time, there was people around me, and I mean, it was dope. I'm not well, gonna fucking lie. Well, there was flashes of cameras, and because you know, yeah, we had cameras. And, well, what was cool me. about it was that we brought spirituality and street art together. Let's just let's address that. Not about me, but that's what was happening. Oh, no, it's all about me. So no sure. one was doing a Ganesh stencil. <laughs> right. yeah. There was no spiritual yeah. anything well, there was on more the streets than that for, like for that. They were for on Eddie, and he he bought. I mean, there was guys that are in, like you mentioned street art on galleries today that. I don't know if they would be be in the same sure. gallery today. Right. So, you know, thinking about that time and, you know, you're talking about House of Pain and Pam and Tommy and, you know, it was a really small community yeah. here in L.A. that was setting the pace for the whole world. And I think to some extent that's still true, but, but now we have social media. Now stars can come from anywhere. Culture, 100%. it's a lot more democratized than it yeah. was let's say in the 80s, 90s, when, when we kind of, you know, and, and we talk about this all the time, when you used to walk out the street and you see people you know who are, who are making shit happen on a global right. scale, right? And now it's much more dispersed. Yeah, 100%. What do you, what do you take from that era, from, from having lived through and come up in that era, what do you bring with you into today? Well, unfortunately, I, I, I don't know, it was an age thing, but I feel like I missed a, a, a mark um, but, I, but I actually hold on to it dearly, and, and I'll explain. Growing up with, um, and to say like it is, growing up and, and slept with celebrities and, and household names and whatnot, mm-hmm. as my actual friends, mm-hmm. I would find it odd to say, hey, um, Slash or Tommy, could we take a picture together? Right. When so, I was on tour, that's where I got it. When I went on tour with House of Pain, I was so infatuated with that vibe that I we bought a fucking digital, excuse me, we bought a digital in every market, would take photos at every show and then drop mm-hmm. them off at the next one. And yeah. Esteban was on the road with us taking pictures too. Right. And I was blessed to really be able to capture all that. I didn't keep the photos, but that's kind of where I mm-hmm. got that whole, mm-hmm. I'm down. Oh, I got photos know, and, now. I, 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 we'll see the nuance of it. And, and uh, so I just finished the HBO documentary. Oh yeah. On, on the nuance of kind of what we're talking about is that, um, so with the Tommy and Pam uh, uh, sex scandal. Yep. So I was accused of stealing the tape. Okay. Didn't you? No, I wish. Well, I don't wish, but I mean, like, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, you know, being accused of like beating someone, you know, like after, after it all goes down, you're like, fucking, I wish I did now. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Tommy and Pam were the Kardashians of today. Yeah, for sure. And so if I'm their interior designer, their in-house artist, their clown gesture, best friend, I mean, literally, I was dressed in drag some nights. Pam would, I mean, doing drugs like a fucking salad bar of them. Uh, you know, doing all kinds of paintings. I did a 20 foot by 40 foot mural for them wow. in their elevator shaft from hell to heaven. Um, I did three paintings for them. Uh, I did a five by four painting of like this thing of Pamela commissioned me for all. I mean, just they were just bought. I did the infamous leather swing for them above the piano. Painted, <laughs> nice. you know, I could go on and on. Incredible. My dad ended up designing their house in the end. It just it was, it was fantastic. Okay, yeah. Being 25 years old, working for this kind of celebrity status. Well, not taking pictures mm-hmm. at the time, no social media, I got no shine. If this was today, I'd be a famous interior designer. Yeah. You know? But back to, to the art thing. So here we are, fast forward. Eddie brings me brings me in, into the street art scene and says, established, does an article, uh, Lisa Volconi, uh, Gregory Siff's manager, writes a very 
kind article says, established artist goes back to street art. Because mm -hmm. typically street art starts here right. and goes here. Yeah. I kind of did the opposite. So before we get kicked out of here, you, you got to teach me. So you kind of live in, in the in the high and low at the same time, right? In the Physical luxury space. No, oh, no, no. Oh. In terms of like designing, you know, beautiful luxury yes. environments, also street art. So what I'm, what, what so, I'm doing is, 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 is I'm trying to take street art and elevate it. Okay. And I'm taking couture and I'm trying to have fun with it in a yeah. camp way. Yeah. You know, um, my personal uh, first, you know, I started off with the Ganeshes and, you know, and, and trying to elevate my street art. You know, I was doing, like I said, the concrete. I, I was using tar, mm -hmm. um, gold leaf, concrete, trying to use earth elements. You know, trying to change things around yeah. to, to not just typically just, you know, just take spray paint and just hit, hit piece. You know, a lot, a lot of street artists were literally taking, you know, not to smash on them, but look like trash from the street. Maybe it was a board they found mm -hmm. in an alley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, found you know, objects. Found, found objects. Yeah. That was yeah. called found objects. Yeah, yeah. Found, yeah, found objects. That's so fuck. I said trash. I better up my vocabulary. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, like, I'm going to use that. All right, it's all good. No. Found objects? Found objects. Yeah. yeah. Upcycling. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm the king of it. You know, I'm the hunk. I can pull it over and I pull the sign off. Yeah. Nice. So, so, so. You know, and I look at it and go, well, I, I want to, I want to change it. So I try to use like earth elements, metal, tar, concrete, because that's you know it's all earth elements, metals, mm -hmm. and and you know and, and I think it worked out well. I sold a lot. I did you know I've sold a, I have a lot of high clientele mm -hmm. and whatnot. And and the, but then you know I started kind of trying to go back to using more paints and more hands-on painted canvas. You know, and, and I'm happier you know with those mediums. You know, and, and trying to, you know, I, I know that, uh, you know, prior to COVID, you know, I think I was referred as a dark and sexy, mm. you know, I think it was kind of, it's kind of a joke, but it kind of, you know, it's, works. It's yeah, it's like dark, you know, Garen's dark and sexy, you know, just dark earth tones, you know, gold, silvers, you know, and that's my clientele, you know, I'm looking at this thing and, 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 you know, and, and you know, working with other artists, you know, I, I, I was a resident artist with risk over uh, COVID nice. and we had a fucking blast. I, I mean, I mean, just COVID is like the best things that ever happened to me. It was like, I mean, it, it's kind of like, you, you know how it, the cliche be like, oh, I'll quit drinking tomorrow or I'll quit smoking tomorrow. Right. Well, I've had that same say with my career in a sense, like, you know, like tomorrow, like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, this is the way I wanna go. But sure. two years prior to COVID, I did make a decision to concentrate on my art only and mm. some of the other things I do for a living, you know, as we said, saying focus, like getting mm -hmm. rid of what might be a very high-end job, a $400,000 job of, of decorative finishes, to me, wasn't the legacy I wanted to leave. And that was something yeah. I even talked to my son about, my, my, my 17-year-old, you know, he was like 15. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, my legacy, I, I want to leave a legacy. You know, and it's not a financial legacy or, sure. or or fame or fortune. It's really like, like what am I doing here? Like, like oh, my dad did a hundred W hotels and additions and and celebrity homes and blah blah. blah. I know, like, like I'll, I'll, I'm like, get, like yeah, he's an artist, but I don't want to be with that story. Like, oh, he was so talented, but right. I want to do it. So, yeah, so I, I started you. doing it a couple years ago. So when COVID hit. Everyone was like, holy shit, you, you were preparing for this. I, I willed it, whittled down my company, got it down to nothing. Almost how everyone had to be in mm -hmm. ration for mm -hmm. like COVID, like mm -hmm. getting down to nothing. Tighten it up, yeah. So when COVID hit, I was completely prepared. I, I, had, a, I had a skeleton staff, you know, I was rebranding re, uh, re everything. And that's when I called up Kelly a couple of years ago. I uh, mentioned doing, doing this uh, big wrist sculpture out of concrete. And, I, and, and we were at one of Eddie's shows, so uh, just like, Love Los Angeles. Love, love. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the yeah. first one. I was there. Yeah. Not the second one, the first one. Mm -hmm. So probably 18 or something. How are we on time? Yeah. I mean, yeah, can we talk about Art in the Rindon? Yeah. Can yeah. you? Because what happened with Art in the Rindon, if you don't know what it is, the Rindon Hotel downtown where Al's bar was. The they Rindon? Rindon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yes, know anything yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. So they invited Garen and I and Jim Evans and other people to come out, and everyone had a room in the hotel. Yeah. And Garen had a room. Yeah. And I went upstairs. He goes, let me show you what I'm doing, bro. Yeah. He fully transformed this room 
into like this completely different <laughs> type of Is that right? People ready for it. I think so tell us what you What'd did. What'd you do? Okay, so so I'm a, I'm a, I've invited to do a group show of 100 LA artists. I don't know if there's maybe hours from out of town, but all, everyone you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we each, and the, the challenge or the parameters of each, we're each given one, I believe it was 100, it might have been less, but each artist gets their very own room and it's here on 7th and Santa Fe at a Amazing. very 100-year-old hotel that has all this history. Yeah, where Al's bar was. They did yeah. shows oh, okay. back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's all crazy history. From yep. And there's giant MSK, Retina, Revoke, yeah. everyone had, you know, we, cool. we still have the wall. The draft. Anyways, Coffee's uh, on there too. Yeah, and so so we have, so the, the parameters up for each artist is you can do whatever you want. So tell okay. us what you did. So some people come in, took out all of the drywall, and it was exposed to trees growing out of the floors. Mm-hmm. You literally whatever you mm-hmm. mind can imagine. So I thought, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to bring everything. I'm going to bring my everything I do here. I'm going to just bring. I'm mean, this is a Garen like fucking room. So I'm really into what's called brutalism, mm-hmm. uh, which is concrete. Yeah. Um, architecture, furniture. I work a lot with big, massive concrete sculptures and whatnot, and, and uh, hence that risky piece or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so what I did is I made a king-size bed, headboard, nightstand, all out of concrete. And then I put this, so, so you walk in this room, there's this big concrete bed, you know, and then with a big fur on it, you know, it looks similar to this, a big mm-hmm. fur on it. I made a, I made everything myself. The mirror, a chandelier that hung down all with like toilet chain, you know, little balls, toilet chain, chandelier in the middle. I bought two original paintings that I did. We plastered, I think, all the walls like concrete. Um, I did. I brought a skull wall sconce that I did for Slash. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, little Big Sean bought the house now. So Big Sean just did a whole article on like, what is thing on MTV Cribs. Oh, He's like, yeah. dude, check out these skulls. I made these like skull wall sconces. And, and um, so I bought the two paintings, the walls, bed, nightstand, uh, painted the sink or something silly. And, uh, oh, and then on the, the hero side of the back of the wall, I hand like the card at this wall and, I, and I, it's a sculpted piece where it just looks like, like a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex or something. Just came around and just clawed yeah, at clawed it. The just wall clawed out. the wall. Yeah. I mean, and it looks like just like, like if you literally just took like a, like, I don't know, like a caterpillar, like, you know, like a, yep. some type of hoe or something, and just carved out the concrete. And it, it looked real, though. It looked, it looked like it, just, it was concrete. It, yeah. it just, but it was and then, I, concrete. then I did it all, then I silver leafed inside of all the the recessed areas and all the top where, where it wasn't carved out was gloss black. So anything else like just ripped out, I go, I silver leafed the inside and then black. So it was just, and in a way, like I said, like I might have gone too far for the actual genre of it. Because it should have been, it should have been like a, a, something that would have been at the, at, at, at you know, West Hollywood edition, like as a, as a, as a. In, I, I mean, do these, I do sounds, these, sounds incredible. I, 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 mean, I do, these, I do like the West Edge design. Uh-huh. You know how like center. Uh-huh. You know, I do these. You know, I'm very involved into design world, so I'll do these mirrors and I have a tile line. And I do these installations where they're for ISID. You know. These, yep things where people pay like, you know, hundred bucks to go for the night. Um, you know, and so I did something that I, I think was just Garen. I mean, it was all me. So you know, how did like I say so, it was a little too much over the top. I think they're like, what, what the fuck is this? They didn't understand. So that sounds amazing. <laughs> I guess what I wonder is how do you know when you're done? Oh, I, I have a vision. I mean, Jim Evans gave me a really nice compliment. And, uh, and, and, uh, he said, you know the difference between you and everyone else is? He's like, you think about what you can do before you do it. Mm. So I see the actual finished product. Mm-hmm. I know what the finished product is. I know the I know the quality of work that I need to provide. You know, I did, I did this box, for instance. And, and and there's one thing about art, and this is for people who are watching, this is a jewelry box, and mm-hmm. this is like part of this line oh, that cool. I started, this LA collection. And great. I, I have a lot of uh, clients who just, you know, love anything and everything with, you know, my art on, but at the same time too, they collect jewelry, they collect sure. bags, they, yeah. you know, they're, they're really nice, you know, and, and so uh, there's a stopping point that you don't want to go too far. And a lot of artists do, you know, wall washing or art or mixed colors and what happens if you don't have the discipline to stop, it mm-hmm. becomes muddy yeah. and it becomes dirty yeah. and you don't get the vibrant colors. And it's very difficult to know when to stop. But at the same time, to have the discipline to know to go further 
your your reaction is this isn't finished right or this is overproduced yeah. right right yeah. i think we have yeah. those visceral reactions sometimes yeah. it's like it's too much or it's not enough and getting yeah. knowing when to stop i think is such an 100%. important it's skill funny. it's funny for some odd reason and i don't think it's an odd reason because people say like you know i get this question all the time like oh are you are you a musician <laughs> you know i went to that pearl jam thing last weekend sure and i want nothing to do with it right. because i was on vacation to try to get away from that kind of stuff did you see pearl jam no, and it's like on the corner. I see yeah. right there. I was at the Ritz, and 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 you know, you know, name dropping like Sean Penn's there because you know, he's friends with sure. Pearl Jam. You know, and I wouldn't, and I want nothing to do with because I'm on vacation. But the point being is, well, I'm at the hotel. They're like, oh, are you gonna be on? Oh, I see you on stage later. Really nice yeah. compliments. You know, of course, I dress the part. But the reality is, I always say, <laughs> you know, like, I don't understand why they're asking me this. I got like my my bar grill in, and Did you, you know, rats too. Oh yeah, everything. And I got my fur jacket. You know, I, I'm dressed to impress. You know, yeah. no shame again. And, and and but the reality is, is I always say, oh no, I'm not in the music business. And the reality is, that's a fucking lie. Sure. I designed and built Tommy Lee's music studio. I built Slash's private studio. I built uh, Scott. Uh, sorry, Scott. Uh, Scott. Scott. I'll take in a second. Studio, which was recorded all of Rob Zombie, Molly Crew, I okay. could probably Ozzy Osbourne. You name the you name the person. I name a song. He's like, oh, I wrote that song. Yeah. You know, Scott Humphrey. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Henry Rollins bought his studio, and I built and designed the whole thing. So, in a funny way, and, and other studios that I decided, you know, whatever, you know, I don't know the, the name of the guy from Rush. You know, it's like not so whatever. So, but you know, like, yeah. So I think I was like, oh, I'm not really in the industry, but yeah. And I have sat in on. You know, sitting in the, in the thing. So sure, you are in those way, environments. I have yeah. a, I impact have a people's output yeah. too. So, what's you next know? for Garen Swing? I think what's next for Garen is I think we're, we're we want to we want to I want to show my art. I think more just in, in I want to get out of LA, not in a weird way, but I want to be able to to start showing in New York. Uh-huh. I, went to, I went to New York recently, um, you know, and uh, and it was I got a really good response i mean I'm sure i mean uh, it was i had a better response in new york than i did in la yeah i get you it know? i mean it was it's fantastic yeah and talked to i doing some clouds you know san francisco san diego you know you want sure. to you're tokyo def- you're definitely you know? participating in every love yeah tokyo style love oakland style love philly style with I mean, so, Great. so we want to take that on the road i mean so yeah, yeah like, what i want to do next is go on the road i want to yeah. bring it out to the masses awesome. so i i have art you know internationally Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just did some pieces for Tokyo. I've been there twice. I've nice. you know, worked there like four times. Mm-hmm. Are we doing a lightning nice. round? Now? Yeah, let's get to a lightning yeah. round. Okay, this is um, I'll get a set ready. No, this is true lightning round though. Quick answers. Favorite city to travel to? Tahiti. Uh, it's a city. No, but like New York is good for me. Paris. Yeah. Paris. Well, Paris. It's fucking. Who's your favorite DJ? I'll say Lethal. Why not? Yeah. I spent a long time with him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, and, Great and, DJ. And it's nothing to do with House of Pain. Uh, so I know you say you're not a reader, but but what's the last great book you've read or listened it, to? It was it was an f- amazing book by okay. Nikki Six. Oh yeah. It, I'm probably gonna say it wrong, but it, it's called This May Hurt. Yeah, I think I, I saw. He, he yeah. gave it to me because yeah. I work for Nikki also, and he sold a long time variety, and we yeah. had a lot of great talks. He turned me on to a book called The Artisan Way. Oh cool. And then. And then He's, he's like someone that doesn't know this, but he's like a mentor to me. Because mm. that's why I said, I see these motherfuckers and I'm like, oh, I'm a, because we talk. And he's like, yeah, this guy, so shout out to Nikki Six. I'm not even like a huge fan. He's in, I'm not a, I'm not a Molly Crew fan. That's the crazy part. Yeah. I'd rather listen to some Smiths. You know sure. what I mean? You know? So, so uh, we're talking and he's, t- and I, 
This guy goes to the gym in the morning. He's got kids, a dog. He's got a podcast, or not, it's actually show on the mm-hmm. XM radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TV show. He's in another band called like, I don't know, like 98 Degrees or whatever his other band is. So he's in another band, he's in Molly Crew. He's writing a book. He's an amazing photographer. He has a whole book on photography. Nice. So here's a guy just doing all this. Yeah. Yeah. In a day. I get it. And that's what I try to do. I know I can do a million things, and that's sure. the way I roll. Like, it's like, oh, what do you do that? I went and dropped off my laundry. I'm like, oh, I did that at six in the morning. Right, yeah, that's not a day. You know what I mean? So those are people that inspire me. So I say mentors, more on the idea of seeing like this. And so one day I told him about the reading. He said, this is a short read. So there were like paragraphs and pictures. He's like, hey, this. And the best part was, it was about like addiction and winning and being an amazing person. So for me, it was a short read, pictures to boot. Love it. Lightning round, what you got? What movie do you think you've seen the most in your life? It's called Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number one movie, hands down. Great. I mean, just, that's, it's everything. Fantastic. Oh, whoa. Uh, last yeah. one. If I worked for you, huh? what's something I would hear you say over and over? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Pretty much. Fuck. 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 Pretty yeah, much. Fuck. Man, this is yeah. so much fun, dude. I could I could yeah. talk all day. Yeah, let's get hot, man. Love love the stories. Um I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. I think Amazing. Uh, I really appreciate the time and, yeah, and you guys taking time of your day to no, super share fun. my story and whatnot. And super fun. Fantastic. Eddie, any uh parting thoughts for us? Not at all. <laughs> I mean I think it was good. You know, it was fun. I'm, awesome. looking, I'm looking forward to the future because me and Garen have a lot of plans. Yeah. The one thing I will say about Garen is he's really thoughtful and strategic about how he he moves. Yeah. And that's refreshing, you know, considering I spend a lot of time with people that are just walking around bumping into walls and at work sometimes. And I mean, I think it others. shows. I saw you've been able to build a successful yeah, company. I, mean, that's I, 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 lasts. I, 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 by reframing and, and let's say just letting letting these ride the way they do. And yeah, it's a chess game and I'm calculating, but I noticed by me reframing, everything's worked out beyond my wildest dreams. Because if I, yeah, so so I think a lot of things just, like just let it happen. Yeah. You know, and, and not like pay sure. too much mind no. to, yeah, to yeah. the side, the side vibrations of what's happening in life. I think a lot I mean, of- I that's, you know, that's half the battle, yeah, right? Yeah, especially when you start, because see, misery loves company. So anybody that's sure. fucking doing anything that's slightly not, like it, it ruffles their, their feathers, yeah. they're like not happy with that because it makes them feel uncomfortable. So yeah. when you're doing, when you're successful on, on any level, it makes you like, whoa, what are you doing today? You're like, I mean, you're going to work. Like, can you just hang out in bed all day? Like, you know, it's yeah, sure. like at that very small part. So sure, sure. company. So, so it, you have to kind of not, you have to kind of, you know. Yeah, nope. Yo, that was Garen Swing on Rebel Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Shout out to Eddie and Gorilla One. Like I said, hit up Eddie for any art needs you might have. And uh, most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.